Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. In this episode, I'm talking to the dog mom behind Hammy in Miami about what it's like to be a dog influencer and the importance of having an online presence like a blog as your brand grows. We also discuss how rewarding it is to share dog joy with the world through Instagram. However, juggling life, work, and blogging can be a lot. So listen to the end of this episode to get some advice on living in the moment while also capturing content for your blog and social media. Hamilton Barkley is the face behind Hammy in Miami, an award-winning blog that chronicles the global adventures of a Scottish terrier. Yes, Hamilton is a dog. His mom and publicist, Mm -hmm. Sophia Costabal, is a seasoned marketing and brand professional who has worked with key companies including Sandals Resorts, Movado Group, and most recently alongside KitchenAid as a global brand manager. Her passions include yoga, traveling, bringing brands to life, and of course, her dog, Hamilton. Hey, Sophia. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited because not only do you have a dog blog, which is just so cute and has the cutest name, um, (laughs) but you're also such a branding expert. So I think we have a lot to talk about. Yes. Let's see if I can do the show and podcast justice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can. Everyone is going to love it. Um, so, so why don't you tell us, we were talking a little bit before I hit record, but how did you decide to start a blog about Hamilton? Yeah, so it's, it's almost an accident in a way. Um, so I have always loved dogs. Uh, I thought I wanted to be a vet when I was younger. I, th- I just wanted to work somehow with animals. Um, I grew up and realized that sciences and biology weren't for me, so I went more of a marketing route when I got to college. Um, so like you mentioned, I, I am a marketing and branding professional. And when I got Hamilton, my little Scottish Terrier, which I adore, uh, I started posting his images on my, in, my personal Instagram daily. And my friends were like, really, really, are you going to continue to post pictures of Hamilton? So I was like, all right, you know what, I'll start his own Instagram. So that kind of, le- kind of took a, a life of its own. I started to gain followers, a lot of engagement. And when people started sending him gifts, I was like, okay, there's something here. There's something about animals that make people happy and brighten their day. You know, maybe I should start a blog. And so this was at a point in my life about two years ago where I was at a company, not KitchenAid, um, that I wasn't so much creatively challenged and I needed a creative outlet. So I focused all my attention at that point between Instagram and launching this blog and just kicking it off. And really it became my outlet for creative freedom. So that's, that's how it started. Kind of an accident, the Instagram, and then it just led into a creative outlet. How long roughly do you think you were doing Instagram before you started the blog? So I've had Hamilton for four years because he's four. So I've had Instagram for four years and I had the Instagram page probably two years 
before I transitioned into a blog. I think that's so cool. Like I'm the opposite. So I had my blog because I started my blog about six years ago and yeah. I don't even know if I had an Instagram account when I first started my blog, but when I, yeah. for the first while years, my Instagram was just like, you know, what everyone was doing on Instagram in the early days, which was like, I post a picture of my dinner right. <laughs> or, or your nail polish. Cause I remember people used yes. to do that too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, always, yeah. yeah, I was doing a typical Instagram 101 posts from like right. six years ago. Um, and, and it, I kind of, so I had like a, the opposite experience as me. Yeah. I was like trying to do this blog and everything. And then I realized I kind of like light bulb went off. I was like, Oh, I should use my, yeah. um, to sort of reinforce my brand. So that's well, everyone, yeah, everyone kind of has a different journey, right? So I think I mentioned to you before we started recording that I'm part of a, a blogger association here in South Florida. And it's, we meet monthly just to talk about what it's like being a blogger, the challenges that you might have, and just to discuss people's best practices, things they've learned. And it's amazing to see, just like you mentioned, everyone has a different journey. So there's even people that consider, consider themselves bloggers and they don't even actually have a blog. They just use Instagram as their mini blog, you know? Yeah. Um, so everyone's journey is different and maybe not everyone wants to have a full blog, I would recommend having one because brands like it, but um, yes, yeah, everyone's journey is different. So let's talk about that a little bit too, because one of the things that um, that I want to encourage people to, to do is if you are a pet influencer, I think you should have some kind of a blog or at the very yes. least, like some kind of a landing page or something. Yes. So talk a little bit about why it is so important as a pet influencer to have some kind of a blog. Right. So let's talk about it from the influencer perspective first, and then I'll go into why brands care. So as an influencer, it's important to have your space on the World Wide Web, right? So it's invaluable. Let's say one day Instagram or Facebook decides that, I don't know, they're going to make it even more complicated for your content to be seen, or they disappear one day. And if you put all your eggs in, the, in those baskets, your lifelong work of building a brand has then disappeared in a second. So all of your work is at the mercy of these companies, right? By having your own blog, it's, it's yours. It's, it's your baby that you can grow as much as you want. And unless you stop paying the, the online service, it's, it's yours. So from, from that perspective, from the influencer perspective, it's, it's very important. Also, you just have more of a creative freedom with your blog. Um, you can write as much or as little as you want. Um, so it's just, it's think of it as your space in the World Wide Web. Um, from a brand perspective, brands want to target consumers that are highly engaged. So they're not necessarily, well, it depends on the brand, right? But, but brands that really care about spending money wisely want to attract consumers that are highly engaged with their brand. So if you are an influencer that has a blog and has readership in a blog, that means that the people that are going to your website are hardcore loyal followers, right? So as a brand, I want to reach those hardcore loyal followers, um, that are highly engaged because they went out of their way to go on your website, 
to read the content that was there and the likelihood that a sale is done, a transaction is done is much higher than let's say you only had Instagram and people are scrolling quickly through the content and it might get either lost or not seen or whatever. There's much more noise on Instagram and Facebook. So from a brand perspective, they obviously care that there's highly engaged, targeted consumers that they can reach. Does that right. make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that also kind of ties into what you were saying, but a blog can have such a longer shelf life. Correct. Um, a blog post, and if you do it right, hopefully um, it's optimized and it's getting organic search results and that Correct. kind of stuff. And people find it for like years afterwards. Yes. Whereas that would never happen with an Instagram post. Yeah. And it's a fine balance because you brands also care about Instagram, right? Because that's where the eyes are. So you ha it's almost like you have to have both and it's a delicate balance between the extended long lead content on a website versus the quick, you know, quick eyes on Instagram or Facebook. So yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, so currently you are working with KitchenAid and your, yes. and your blog is become, you know, your side project. Um, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's, so it's funny because when I started the blog, not that I necessarily had a lot of time on my hands because I didn't, you know, I still work full time for a, another corporation. Um, but I was really, really good about having a content calendar and being proactive about going out and getting pictures and writing content. Like I was really, really focused on that. I even had two months ahead of time. I already had all my content done. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I, I got, KitchenAid, I, I kind of went back to KitchenAid. I started working at KitchenAid again, which is my current role as a global brand manager. And working with global is new to me. And this role is new to me. And it's, it's creatively challenging. And it's more involved. So my time dedicated to the blog is, crap, maybe I haven't posted in two months. Like, it's, it's really, really difficult to balance both, right? So what I try to do is... I maintain the daily Instagram post. So my personal target is to post once a day on Instagram, once a day on Facebook and maintain that engagement with what I call hammy lovers. Right. Um, and then on the blog, honestly, it, if there's a really important topic that I want to share that I think is valuable to my readers, I will do it when I can, but I'm not killing myself over not meeting what I used to do, which was weekly posts. <laughs> I just don't have um, the time anymore. So it's tricky to balance my corporate career with the blog. That's where I am today. Do you want to grow your pack, get free treats, and have everyone on Instagram adore your dog? You need to grow your pupfluence. Most of the advice out there from so-called Instagram experts is either too common sense or so unclear that you can't figure out how to make it work for you. That's because it's not designed for pet people. If you struggle to grow your following even though your pet is cute AF, catch yourself comparing your account to big deal pet influencers, and work like a dog to take photos that just don't feel up to snuff, then you need Instagram strategy for the pet obsessed, AKA inspo. It's an online course I've created to give pet parents and brands like you clear guidance and helpful solutions to create the Instagram account of your dreams. You can learn all about it 
at wearwagrepeat.com slash inspo. Make sure you hit it up before July 31st to take advantage of a special introductory offer. That's wearwagrepeat.com slash I-N-S-P-O. It is a lot to juggle. So, but I love what you just said that you, you know, are putting out content to cater towards the hammy lovers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I love, I love that. So I wanted to know more about that. Like how, how are you curating that content? Is it just photos of him or is it other stuff specific to Scottish Terriers or what is the, like, what is your niche? Right. So I started, when I started the Instagram, it was just chronicling his growth, right? It was just because my friends, like I said, were sick of me posting pictures of my dog doing cute things. (laughs) I don't know why, but like they do it with their babies all the time. Yeah, you need the (laughs) Right. So so it started as a way to chronicle the cute things he was doing as he was growing up. And then um, I was like, okay, well, I'll do Hammy in Miami and focus on Hammy exploring Miami. You know, he's, I got him from North Carolina and my mission was to take him around Miami and explore all the things that Miami has to offer from restaurants to museums to um, hotels, but all locally focused from his perspective, right? Because who doesn't want a little pick me up that's a cute dog speaking to you every day, something that's uplifting, right? And then I was like, you know, I love my city. I love Miami. But my, my personal passion is, is traveling. And so then I was like, okay, well, what if Hammy took the rest of the world on? And then it kind of shifted to whenever I'm able to travel with him, you know, I will do Hammy does, you know, we've done Hammy does Barcelona or Hammy does Ibiza or Hammy does um Texas or so I've started doing more of that type of content and then in the in between times you know when I'm not traveling with him or visiting restaurants or whatever it's more like things that I know will uplift people so one of the one of the best messages that I can receive on Instagram or on Facebook are the messages that are like you know, when I see Hammy's pictures, it makes me so happy. When I'm sad, I come to his page because I, he's just the cutest. And I think that during this time of, you know, there's a lot of negativity going around. People are stressed and it's just a, a heavy time. <laughs> People more than ever are looking for a little escape, you know, and I feel that if you don't like dogs, I'm sorry, you should, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But if you don't like dogs, <laughs> hit stop and go listen to something different. <laughs> they're, prob- they're probably not on this podcast right now. But for those of you listening, then you know just how much joy a dog can bring into your daily life. So I feel that if it's not content that I've gone out and taken him, you know, taken images of Hammy at a specific place or event or something, then it's more just content to make people feel happy. And so. That's, I that's love that. Kind of, yeah. I think that that's providing huge value to people. And I, I post about this all the time because sometimes, sometimes I just have a day where I feel like what I do is kind of like frivolous. Oh, I, yeah, I, I can guess I get it, but you're making an impact. Yeah. And so are yeah. you. And I think all yeah. of our dogs are. And I think that, um, you know, I stay informed about what is going on in the world, but I don't, it doesn't really 
come into my Instagram account or my blog really all that often because I like to be that place where people can go and just be happy and just feel loved and joy, you know, because there's enough negativity everywhere else. Yes. I try to keep it very positive. Believe it or not, I actually had a hammy hater one. Yes. How, did you, how did you handle this? Because I think this is, this is a real big question for people. Okay. So I'm not going to get into a lot of detail, but this person made it their personal vendetta, not necessarily, they just took it out on Hammy, but more so about bloggers and dog bloggers in particular. Um, which were the nicest group of people on the planet. Yeah, well, but so so I, I get where this person was coming from because this person has a service animal. Oh, okay. And probably, and rightfully so, is concerned that so many dog bloggers or dogs that are emotional support animals are taken everywhere, right? So this person, um, you know, they... They basically were hating on Hamilton and that how can I take Hamilton to all these places, which by the way, Hemi's invited. Um, and the way that I handled the negativity or the noise that started to stir up on Instagram was by simply acknowledging what was going on, not interacting with the person because there was nothing that I could say or explain to this person that would ease their frustrations because it was their personal whatever mission that they had in their life. So I let them do whatever they needed to do. And I kindly asked my followers not to engage if they were contacted by this person, because why do we need to argue on social media? There's like, there's like, no, there's no point. So I, I explained to my followers that I've never ever said that my dog is a service animal. I've never taken Hamilton somewhere that I wasn't either invited or, or asked for permission Mm -hmm. to have him photographed there. And so I just basically said, I hope this person finds whatever it is that they're looking to do by, by, by doing this movement. And I will just continue to do what I do, which is bring joy to people's lives and, and do things by, by the rules. So, but yeah, it was very interesting to have a hater. And then my, my followers like, Oh, it looks like you actually made it. You don't make it till you have a hater. I'm like, that's so sad. (laughs) My family said that to me the other day too. And I was like, Oh yeah. So you've experienced the same thing. Um, yeah, I had someone the other day and I won't get into it either, but, um, they just were hating on, Mm. on what I was doing basically on the blogging with a, with a dog or yeah, I was was sharing, we have a, we have a, um, uh, a dog food truck here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. So, So I had done a post saying, does your town have a dog food truck? Cause we do. Yeah. And I love that. A dog food truck. <laughs> it's really cool. It's so yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. I think everyone needs one. Um, <laughs> they make like dog ice cream and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and this person was just upset feeling that um, dogs are treated better like, than not some people yes. are. Yes. I've heard that too. Yes. Yeah. And, and, um, I respect his feelings, but, um, I also believe that, you know, it seems to me that his like desire was to have everyone treated with respect and love and right and equality. And you can't really do that by tearing me down and tearing down my friend with the food truck. Yeah. You know, the only way to, to create more love and acceptance in the world is to create more love and acceptance. You can't, you can't create love with hate. So, um, yeah, you just, you just kind of kind of ignore them. Yes. 
So that's what I did as well. I, I definitely did not engage or not def be defensive or try to defend myself because it wasn't going to get me anywhere. That person already has, there was no, there was no logical conversation that could happen between both of us. So I just kind of turned a blind eye and ensured that my hammy lovers did not go out and engage with that person either because it would only egg on this yes. hate. So we all just left it and I, I guess it ended. I don't know. I just kind of locked it out. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah. what, like I'm sure there's some, we just have to shake it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and let me tell you from a KitchenAid perspective or any corporate brand, there's going to be negativity. Like there's yeah. in any journey, there's going to be like whether a consumer bought an appliance and it wasn't what they expected or the customer service with KitchenAid wasn't what they expected. There will always be, and it's all about, how you handle it. So whether it's the blog or yes. So, yeah. And that's a great point. You know, I, I think as we're all building up our, our brands really, and you know, where I repeat is just me. I'm just one person, yeah. uh, but you know, it's important. And everyone listening to this, even if you're just a solopreneur, you can yeah. kind of think about, you know, this whole, like think of yourself as a big global brand and like, how would yeah. you treat a situation? Um, you know, just think about like the big picture. Exactly. So would a big organization sit on Instagram and fight back via comments? No. no. <laughs> so that, that's kind of the way that I handled it. I was like, okay, let's just not do that right now. It's very wise. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> let's talk about something more fun um, with our time that we have. Yes. Left. Tell us about some of the favorite places that you have visited with you. Oh. So honestly, I, I love my job. I am so fulfilled with it. But if I could be doing anything else, <laughs> it would be traveling the world with Hamilton and exploring new cities, new towns, new cultures with him. It's, there's something about experiencing it through his eyes, whether it's a hike or paddleboarding, that just makes it that much more fun. So some of the fun things that we've done are paddleboarding in Ibiza. So we went to Spain um, and, you know, typically people go to Ibiza to party. I was there to hang out with my dog. <laughs> so we went paddleboarding and hiking and, you know, it would have been great by myself, but with him, I have this special, you know, documented memories together. Um, it was I've just also, you too? Well, it was just me and him that flew there. And then I had a group of friends that were already there. Okay. So we, I met up with them some at some points, but it was me and him just traveling. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it was me and him. And that trip, we went to Ibiza, we went to Barcelona, and we went to Valencia, Spain. Uh, that was my first solo trip. So I travel a lot for work. Um, but that was like the first time I vacationed by myself and I took my dog. So, <laughs> so it was an unbelievable experience. I highly recommend traveling by yourself if you've never done it. It's, it's, it's nerve wracking and liberating all at the same time. Um, but it's so much better with a dog because you feel like oh, you're not alone really. Yes. And, and it's, it's different because, you know, I had to plan around his food and I couldn't just be out all the time, but I wouldn't have changed anything. So that trip was unbelievable. We went to, last summer we, we did Lake Tahoe um, and then Portland, Oregon and Cannon Beach. And that was unbelievable. This little dude hiked for three hours up a mountain and 
again, it would have been great just me. That, that was me and my husband. We, we did a trip with the dog. And it would have been great just me and my husband. But the joy that we saw Hamilton meeting other dogs and going into lakes up the hike, it was just un, an unforgettable experience. So again, I love traveling without the dog, but it's so much better when he can go with us. Well, and I wonder if you've, because this is what I've experienced, like when I travel with the dog, or go anywhere with the dog. You end up yeah. meeting so many people. You actually make yes. more friends that yes. way than if you were to go away on a trip with friends. Absolutely. And I will say that one of my favorite things about the blog and Tammy's Instagram are the people that I've met along the way. So you and I are speaking right now because I met this uh, Mandy, which has potty in a box, uh, which is a, a small business here in Miami for, for dog party boxes. I met her because of Hamilton and then we became friends and then she introduced you and me and now we've met and now you're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like we have met like-minded people and even when I take Hammy around Miami or traveling, when I interact with the, the businesses or museums or hotels, you end up having these connections that are stronger than even connections of, of other friends that don't understand why I post daily Instagram pictures of my dog, you know? So it's, it's been a great journey of meeting people. Um, and that's one of the things that having a blog or traveling with your dog affords you. So yeah, it's so rewarding. Yeah, it really is. Um, so I'm wondering when you, when you do all this traveling with Hammy, do you have any advice about capturing the moment? You know, you want to like live in the moment and appreciate yes. what you're doing and be present, but you also want to take pictures to put on Instagram. Yes. So, so, so normally what I do is that I will allot myself time during the trip to capture the moments, right? But then there will be a portion where I put the phone away, I put the camera away, I put the GoPro away and we are just enjoying being there, right? So that's so important. Yeah, whether it's I'm going to do a full day of sightseeing with him and that's going to be the day that we take pictures and then the rest of the time there's none. Um, that's kind of the way I, I, I plan my trips because you're right. You want to be in the moment and enjoy everything, but you also need content and what better time to capture that than when you're traveling. So absolutely. Yeah, great tips. Well, I'm so sorry that our time is up because I could talk to you all day long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but tell everyone where they can find you online and sort of continue the conversation. Yes. So the blog is hammyinmiami.com. And the Instagram and Facebook handles are Hamilton Barkley. So unfortunately, the names are already taken. <laughs> um, there were no Hammy and Miami's available. But yeah, so the blog is Hammy and Miami and the handles for Facebook and Instagram are Hamilton Barkley. Awesome. Everyone yes. go follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I promise there will be fun adventures coming up this summer. I can't share where we're going, but we're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.